0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the podcast today i have vintage warrior in the house he is a fellow rose bowl veteran been doing it a long time we've been friends for a while buying selling to each other chopping it up he's a skateboarder and he really specializes in true vintage what do i mean by true vintage the older stuff 20s 30s 40s 50s mixed garments military sportswear um T-shirts, but not only T-shirts. So it's an interesting episode. If you wanna learn more about the history of true vintage clothing, definitely watch the whole thing, okay? But before we get into it, I have some vintage news for you. First of all, Sarah Gourlay, who is one of my staff members at Frankie, my number two at Frankie Collective, says my intros are too long. What do you guys think of this? Do you think my intros are too long? If you do, put it in the comments. If you want me to get to the interviews, and stop doing these intros, put it in the comments, or if you're down with my intros, I wanna know too. Also, give this video a thumbs up, guys. Okay, quick vintage news. So, a t-shirt beat the genie. We had a t-shirt hit 6.1K. This time, it was a Fuji's Mona Lisa t-shirt, wrapped, he bootleg style. I thought it was cool. This makes a lot more sense to me than the, genie t-shirt but to each their own who am I to judge but prices are still booming and on that note 1980 something co and the vintage Wiz are doing a physical flea market they're opening up a physical flea market called the virtual flea I don't know how to say it it's a weird name but that's going to be in Florida go check them out for more details on that I think booth space are already sold out if you're in Florida go check that out Rose Bowl is still a no-go I went on the website yesterday, and it's not opening for at least October. Tell you the truth, I'm not mad about it. I might go to Cali anyway, but this is the first time I will be home with my family for Canadian Thanksgiving. So I'm going to cook a turkey, make some stuffing and mashed potatoes and have a good old time chilling with my fam. If you don't know already, F and Frank has opened up outlets in Hudson Bay stores across Canada. We have one here in Vancouver. We have one in a couple in Toronto, Calgary, all over the place. If you're in Hudson Bay, if you're Canadian, go check out our outlets. Vintage Clothes is now being sold on the mainstream markets in a department store, and we are a big part of it. I think this is a cool move um, as far as fashion goes because it means we're going to be able to effectively get at more people, get more people interested in vintage, more people interested in recycling and secondhand, it's going to make the market boom. Just like all this online stuff is making the market boom. Getting into department stores, getting people accustomed to buying secondhand is going to make the market boom even more. So I think it's a good thing. And yeah, go check out the Hudson Bays. As always, Vintage and Stuff code. Vintage and Stuff podcast listeners get 35% off Effes and Frank with code VTG and stuff. Okay, you heard that right. 35% off at com with code VTG and stuff. Go check that out. We've been dropping so much good stuff on there. People are sleeping hard. There's lots of gems on there. Hammers, actually. Sorry. I didn't mean to say gems. I meant to say hammers. That's what we say on this show, and that's what I say from now on going forward um okay let's get into this one more quick thing if you want to support me if you like what i do please share these episodes please subscribe to the channel please throw the thumbs up and also if you really like it go check out my patreon posting exclusive footage on there all the time tips tricks different levels of support you can get on you can support me for as little as a cup of coffee a month basically and if you do, I mad appreciate you. But I appreciate everybody, regardless. Um, mad love on all the latest episodes. So much listeners. I'm super stoked. But enough of that. Let's, let's get into it. is
1: up warrior Warrior,
0: come out and play (laughs) yeah welcome to the show dude
1: what is up
0: thanks for coming on
1: yeah missed the missed the rose bowl
0: yeah dude i miss seeing your ugly mug at the bowl with your with your newsy apron on
1: (laughs) yeah i was gonna have something cool on some little flair you know
0: yeah dude so that's where we met You think it's coming back? When are we going back to the ball, dude?
1: When are we coming back to anything? It's just like online now. Online ball.
0: Online brain. We just can like plug into the internet through a cable.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have like the eBay app built into my brain now. So it's like I get all my notifications. It's like, oh, so, you know, oh, shit. The fucking, you know, whatever. Chain stitch, embroidery, jacket. Oh, got to get it.
0: They must only give you that implant when you're a power seller because I, I haven't got mine yet. My my seller rating's below below average, so I won't get it. Yeah,
1: no, I'm not I'm I'm more of a buyer.
0: Thanks. Nice. I am buyer. So let's get into the beginning, dude. Tell us the story. How did you even get into this business?
1: Well, shit. I grew up skateboarding and well, I grew up playing baseball as a kid. And then when my parents split up I got into skateboarding because my uncles were into skateboarding and like graffiti and you know, music. These fucking guys like blow. Can you hear that? Yeah.
0: Was he blowing leaves around?
1: I'm on a fucking podcast, guys. <laughs> no, they uh, they cut a tree down, and so now they're like cleaning up. Mulching it. It's kind of bad timing. Um, Anyway, um, so I grew up skateboarding and then um, I end up having like a lot of skate clothes and like skate shoes and like so much shit. All my friends would come over and like they'd like kick it and like, we, you know, we'd go skate or whatever. And then they would like spend the night and they'd be like, oh, man, like I need like a new pair of shoes or whatever. And I'd just be like, oh, I got you. You know, like what size? I mean, they're like, you know, two sizes, my range or whatever. So I'd Eight, what era is this? What, what, uh, what year? uh shit this is like probably like 99 early 2000s
0: how old are you are you close to my
1: age you never ask a a lady (laughs) no i'm not fucking 60
0: you qualify your old head how old are you
1: oh oh, yeah i you know it was funny like before i like you asked me to do this i was like oh this old head huh so one old head to another that's just what we are now now i'm uh 35 35 okay yeah so, so you're like,
0: you're, yeah. So you're like mid teens, 99.
1: nine. Mhm. Nice. Well, yeah. I mean, I grew up in like the, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. And so I got into clothes basically like that. And then from there, as far as vintage goes, like my mom and grandma were always going to like thrift stores and like, uh, like discount, like Ross and TJ Maxx and shit like that. So I learned like what, like a good deal was. And uh, I'll never forget the first time I found my first tee, it was like this, I still have it, so sick. It's like a Batman and um, Joker, like 90s big, like, print with, like, Batman on one side and Joker on the other side with, like, a lightning bolt in the middle. It's really sick. And I was, like, I was, like, nine. And, like, I found it and I was just, like, I, you know, I mean, it, it, it wasn't, like, I don't even know how, shit, how, I guess it wasn't that old then, you know, it was, like, 90s. Yeah. And so but that was
0: just cool to you because you were at the age where you appreciated it
1: yeah and you know i was like really stoked that it was just there and like the fact that i that i was even like looking through this stuff at like such a young age it was like yeah i wasn't thinking about it it was just kind of like fun for me because i really liked going to these thrift stores and um and like that was kind of like how that's how i grew up i grew up going to fucking thrift stores
0: did you ever have a real job
1: yeah In, in my life yeah of course
0: <laughs> well some people haven't some people probably like got into this real young and then never worked a real job in their life because yeah. you're not right now like no get into that but like so what kind of jobs did you do in your in your early uh, years?
1: like I would say my first couple jobs were pretty shitty and probably like any other job that I have is shitty and you know like I guess most jobs but um <laughs> I, uh, I started as like a maintenance guy at a golf course and I would drive around at like 5 a.m. and like do donuts and shit. And like my buddy would like drive to, to work because he lived up the street and he got me the job. And he'd come up and like, he'd just be like chain smoking at like five in the morning. I'm like, what's up? You know? And then like, he's like, all right, get in. And I would just like fucking, he had like this old school van, like those those old vans with like the carpet everywhere. Like not like old school, like it was just like one of those family like traveling vans with like the seats that like swivel and shit
0: oh yeah yeah
1: and So like every time i'd go in there it was just like oh yeah it's like a big couch and so i would just take a nap and like until we got to work Oh, well, that sounds like a
0: wicked job you get to drive yeah. around in a golf cart cool. and do donuts and then well, you, go, you guys go and get high in your buddy's van
1: no i mean i would he didn't. <laughs> i was the stoner guy i used to be a pretty big stoner not like hardcore but you know you know i've had my share of stone days
0: so and like I uh, okay
1: what else? So uh I worked at I worked at like a fucking golf course. I worked at like a, a car dealership, cleaning cars. Uh worked for like H&M for like way too long. Um worked at a movie theater which was actually pretty dope. It was one in uh Hollywood called Arclight Theater. Have you ever been there? No. No. They're uh it's like a big it's kind of a cool. They they were like one of the first ones to do like pick your own seating, and so you like re, you like you pick where you want to sit, and like it costs a little bit more money. So what was cool about that is that a lot of celebrities and like pro skaters and shit would come in, and so like I met like so many like random celebrities and stuff. It was so badass, because like, like I would just be like, like one of those uh,
0: theaters that's from the '40s or something, or is this like a new theater? The what? Is it like a super old? Uh, you know theater? what?
1: So the Cinerama Dome is actually one of the like older if you've ever been in Hollywood on uh, it's like Sunset and Vine basically and it's like this huge like like dome and so that was there I think since like the late 40s or like early 50s or something so they built around that and they kept it all like pretty original it's pretty cool. Um, Like I remember meeting like Samuel Jackson once and like I was just like doing my thing and like I looked up and this motherfucker is like so tall and I was just like I was like, oh my God, I was like so stoked. I and saw him like, in the
0: airport once actually. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. yeah. I met Quarant- Quentin Tarantino. I was okay. selling tickets and it's was like, it's always the same thing. Cause I'm always like looking down, you know, probably looking at my phone or like not really working. And so like, um, oh, and I was very, very stoned at that job. That was actually fun. Yeah, I looked up and it was like Quentin Tarantino and I was just like, I was just like oh hey uh i was gone you know and like he had the fucking dopest kill bill jacket on dude that no was way. made for him it had his fucking it name, on name. It. it was so gangster i was like <laughs> i was like nice jacket he's like oh, oh yeah you know because he's like he's kind of like quirky dude um what
0: do you remember what film he was going to see
1: no i don't i don't
0: wonder if he's going to see his own film
1: yeah, maybe he has he owns his own like Theater in Hollywood too. It's called Beverly Cinema, and oh, no, uh, he played like a lot of his movies there and like like really cool shit. Sweet. But uh, yeah. So I, when, I mean, did, like, when did you I make Eric there once? That was dope. what Eric Costin. Nice. Yeah, I was like that was like probably the most excited person. Like I was so excited to see him because I, I wasn't expecting to see him, but like no one else knew who he was because he's like yeah. a pro skater. So I was just like, you know. <laughs> i know dude
0: honestly i still get starstruck when i see dudes like that even though it's like i always tell myself i'm like this is so dumb they're just people like what the hell but i remember skating by um reynolds one day he was like having mexican
1: food on melrose i was like
0: oh my god it's reynolds he's just chilling yeah yeah. it's like it's it's,
1: it's, they're like celebrities for us dude i mean really think about it like we watched so many like countless fucking skate videos over and over and over again and like saw like their personalities and shit, you know, like when they would go on tour and like you'd see all the tour videos and, you know, it's, yeah. it's cool to see that. Cause like, you know, for me, and I know you too, we're kind of the same type of person, like grew up skating and, you know, got into different things, but like, we're kind of like, we kind of have, I, well, this is what I tell people. It's like, when you're like, when you're a skater, like you will always be a skater mentality. You will always have that mentality where it's like, it's kind of like, kind of like, okay, fuck off or you know like you're cool but yeah fuck off you know what I mean? but yeah. Like,
0: and you also you see things differently you look at you look at the world a little differently oh big time like landscapes and um, and the architecture and the cities and yeah we grew up at a time when it was still pretty badass it was like skater die skateboarding is not a crime era when like oh, yeah, you did dude. get kicked out of everywhere and there wasn't parks you could go to so
1: it was very minimal if there was any kind of park yeah you know, that was a cool boom when um out here and probably in canada too when they started building like cement parks
0: yeah well the west coast in canada had some early parks back in the 80s probably or late 80s i guess and then but they were super hippie style flowy bowls but back east where i grew up we had basically had nothing there wasn't a park and it until i was probably in my teens like 15 and then it was just wood ramps on like an asphalt parking lot you know what i mean uh-huh. So it took a while back east but out west they had them and then it i guess through the ni- late 90s it boomed and they started building parks like crazy so it, now there's like so many good ones out here dude it's crazy super super sick so your brother is actually a sick skater right
1: yeah he's actually a sick-minded mofo too um, <laughs> in what regard well he's 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 dope like uh I mean we you know we came we came from 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 that you know like we grew up in a big family, like on my mom's side and the, you know, my two uncles were like our, like our role models, you know, like they were so badass. Like one was into like old Volkswagens and like graffiti and like art. And then the other one was into like graffiti and like music and like skateboarding and like raves and shit. Nice. And so like I got experience to like all of that at a young age. And my mom was like, yeah, like, you know, it's fine, you know, as long as he's not like doing anything crazy, like you could take him. And so like, have you, have you ever heard of the nude bowl? So it's this empty pool in the desert
0: in Palm Springs, right?
1: Yeah. It's like before Palm Springs and it was yeah. at like the old nudist colony. And so it's still there. And,
0: uh, and isn't, doesn't the story go that at one point they filled it, but then somebody dug it out. Right. Yeah. Yep. Because it, now it's just at like an abandoned hotel or something weird. No, it's
1: just, it's, it's literally nothing around. It's so fucking cool because it's just dirt and whatever. And it's this big empty pool and like a cement slab, like where the pool is and that's it. Yeah. It's my friend neat.
0: recently went there cause he spent a lot of time in Palm Springs and he did a trip out there, but that thing's like core, right? Like it's hard to skate that bowl.
1: I mean, it's old, it's fucking, it's old and weathered and shit. But yeah. Also steep ass. Core dudes could skate it. <laughs> <laughs> so you been there? You used to go up there when you were a kid? Well, my yeah. uncle had a rave there once and that was like my first rave but he like he put it on and it was rad because and there's still like footage of me somewhere like with like a crazy fish eye like of like my face and I have like a hat on backwards and stuff and I'm like the only fucking like 11 year old at a rave
0: wow dude
1: <laughs> but like as far as like the clothing goes I don't know um I've just kind of always been into like clothes and shoes and like and then I kind of like from skating I got more into like you know like the design and you know, or like I got more into like vintage and started appreciating like vintage in, in, in a different way. I remember seeing like bands, like growing up wearing like vintage tees and that's kind of like exposed me to like a vintage t-shirt. I was like, damn, that shirt looks fucking cool on this dude. Like, why does he look so fucking sweet? You know? And I was like, oh, okay. It was just like a Chicago bears tea, but, or something, but it was just fucked up and it was like faded. And I was As like, a fade. Oh, I yeah, totally. like this. And then I started going to like vintage stores and, uh, not a lot of people know this about me, but like when I first started, I was living in LA and like my rent was super high. And uh, I think I had like broke up with my ex or like my girlfriend at the time or something like that. And uh, my rent was expensive and and like, I had to like figure out ways to do shit. And so like, I used to like go to like this janky, janky, like vintage store and uh, basically like just take shit because I was like broke. I was literally broke. And it's so that's a big fucking hood me. rat, dude. <laughs> I don't do that anymore, okay? <laughs> I learned. Hope not. Man, yeah. Anyway, we all gotta start somewhere. I wasn't killing people, all right? Okay. This was like all shit that came from a rag house anyway. All right. Okay? At least you're being honest, man. And uh anyway, so, so like, what was
0: this what was this vintage store called?
1: <laughs> uh I can't I don't I can't just. Dis- yeah. Yeah, I figured you'd say that. That's okay. No, I mean oh. they're still around and they don't I don't know, they probably don't have an Instagram or anything, but anyway, that so era just, too like, would like, have been
0: like the era when there was a lot of big there was like Ardvarks and there was jet rag. And, and it was
1: then, on it was on Melrose the store. There was all these
0: Melrose. uh big bu- American rag, all these big that was it. That was it. That was it. All these big stores and they there's like chains and they were all getting from rag houses. It was kind of like a monopolized industry through these big dudes that there wasn't oh, like yeah. a lot of like smaller mom and pops. I mean, there probably was a few, but it was just such a different time, man.
1: Yeah, way different, and and I didn't even really experience. I mean, I I, I got to experience some of that in LA. I've been in LA for like maybe fifteen years now. So, I mean, what,
0: how did you sell the shit? Were you were you taking it to sell or just to have?
1: I probably both. <laughs> 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 I'd be like, "Fuck, this shirt is sick." <laughs> <laughs> I <I'd> just <laughs> swap think, out okay, your shirt. Like, yeah, like you know. But uh, nice.
0: so, oh, no,
1: I mean, I think I started selling, uh, I don't know if it was Rose Bowl or or, or or like, I think I posted stuff on like Craigslist, like, you know, vintage clothes for sale. Cause like, I didn't really know about eBay. Like I knew, I knew about eBay, but I, I didn't like, you know, sell in there or anything. And, um, and like people would randomly hit me up. I, I found like a type two there cut off sleeves and with like paint all over the back. And like, it looked kind of looked like shit. And I didn't even know what it was then. Like, you know, I didn't know that it was like a good old Levi's jacket or anything.
0: Did and, you sell uh, it, or did did you Yeah, see?
1: I think I sold it for like a hundred dollars or something. I put it on on uh, Craigslist.
0: <laughs> that's how uh, it goes, I mean, man. So when was your first Rose Bowl? What year? Remember?
1: Uh, I don't even know. I want to say at least ten years ago. Like,
0: Damn, it's good, Ron, dude.
1: It's been yeah, it's been a minute. Like in. Uh, it's funny because like I like I look at photos of like stuff like when I set up and it was so weird and I still kind of sh- set up pretty shitty but uh, It was just like t shirts on the ground. Like little squares and actually kind of looked cool because people were like it like no one ever no one that I've seen did this. I've seen this in like pictures in like Thailand and stuff where they fold them in little squares and they like put a blanket down and they put like them all down so people can perfect rows. yeah yeah and so it was kind of cool because people would walk by and just be like, oh. you know they'd like they point and and they were buying stuff because there's so much shit at rose bowl and like so many racks it's like unless you're like the hardcore dude and like you know looking for stuff you're gonna go through those racks but like majority of my kind of sales to be honest are just regular sales like just regular like 20 dollars t-shirts and shit yeah and so, um you know it was cool
0: we call that, the, that's like the brunch crowd. They roll in at like 10.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like the brunch crowd.
0: Girls with yeah, their mom's. The ones
1: that are like still smell like booze and stuff and they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, like you should get this one. Oh, and they're like, they're like looking at each other like, okay, and then like, you know, they, they spend money. I miss those days.
0: Same, dude. Yeah, the Rose Bowl has this uh, ebb and flow. It's like you get the morning rush, which is like a blitz of people going hard first thing, trying to like outdo each other and outpick each other. And then you have like, when the sun comes up, there's kind of like a slow period whenever. It's
1: like a a while. It's like two hours usually that It's like super dead.
0: Yeah. And then, then the brunch crowd starts rolling in. The hangovers start rolling in. They, uh, the, uh, the Daisy Duke girls with their moms start rolling in. And then, then they start buying the. The mom has like
1: a tall can and shit. Yeah.
0: The big boys M- moms, with,
1: moms with tall cans dude that should that, i'm gonna make a shirt it just says like moms with tall cans that's
0: what's up it's like uh they're like cougars possibly milfs
1: <laughs> there's definitely a lot of like interesting interesting people to look at, at rose bowl too like that's kind of what's really cool about it is because you get like you get like the the out the out there person and then you get like the the designer kind of interesting person or whatever, you get like yeah. the, uh, the collectors, the resellers, like there's so many different vibes there and uh, it's cool to see. Yeah, that. Hell yeah. It
0: yeah. is cool, man. And it's inspiring. I used to, I used to come, well, we've been coming to Cali for so many years, like 15 years. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning it was to go to Rose Bowl, but then it started to evolve into getting in inspiration really. Because part of it is getting inspired and seeing what people are doing outside of like your bubble, right? If you live in a city like Vancouver or, you know, Midwest or wherever, you get to see so much cool shit there. And people are interesting, dude. It's so true. Like you'll see, I remember seeing Jeremy Scott walking around and he has like those puffy World War II like flight pants on with the Uh suspenders. Because it's like, you know, in the morning too, when the sun comes up, it can get, or before sun comes up, it can get super cold, right? So yeah. I guess he just, like, bought a pair of, like, flight pants to wear to warm up.
1: And he's walking around. Oh, like the leather one? Like the...
0: No, not the uh, the 40s ones. Like not the Shirley Korea one. War that are, like...
1: Oh, 40s. yeah, 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 yeah. Huh? My One of my favorite people was, like, this one guy that would walk around in, like, a pink dress. And he had, like, a big mustache and, like, glasses and, like, long hair. And I don't know, I really don't, I think he was buying, like, the same kind of stuff that he wore, but he was so interesting because he had, I mean, like, it's, you know, I I don't judge, but, and it was great, like, to see him, like, do his thing. But, like, the craziest part about it is that, like, he would have, like, this, and we would call him princess because he would always have, like, this princess dress on. And it was, like, so interesting. And he would, uh, was he a seller or just a? No, he was like a guy that would go and buy, and uh, he would wear, um, we call him payless shoes. Did you guys have payless shoes in Canada? Yeah, yeah,
0: totally, totally.
1: <laughs> so you know, like the velcro strap, like this, the gray velcro strap, fucking payless shoes. Those Dude. were the shoes that he wore, and it was like it was like, it blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> because he was you know he was it was just such an ins- interesting person and you, Do you know, remember what kind of shit big, long dress, like with 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 fucking velcro strap pala shoes wow dude those are those are kind of dope i might have to get a pair of those velcro. I,
0: what's uh some good memories besides this guy in the dress from rose bowl man you've been doing it for rose bowl? Years.
1: uh i mean anytime i'd see you you'd have like your skate or something that was cool i remember like trying to grab your board one time and I actually yeah. pulled something out of my ass. That was cool.
0: You did a tray flip. I remember. Oh, yeah. In, I think you weren't wearing proper footwear as well. You were wearing like boots or something
1: maybe. Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, I'll tell you something. The craziest trick I've ever done on a skateboard though. And I don't, I, I don't know if you've ever done it. You may have. I know maybe some of your friends have in Canada because you guys snowboard a lot. But I went snowboarding one time and I did a fucking tray flip and snowboarding boots. Nice. That's dude. I don't even know. Like those those boots weighed more than than I did at the time. You know,
0: those things are pretty clunky, pretty heavy, dude. I'm I'm sure I've tried that at at some point. I don't know if I've ever done. <laughs> Today's actually speaking of snowboarding, I gotta buy my season pass today if I'm gonna buy it for the season. They have a cutoff, and it's getting so weird right now because with COVID, mm-hmm. they're like, if you buy a pass. Now you have to book your days. You could used to be able to just show up at the mountain with your pass and go up the lift. Now they're saying you have to sign up free to get the day you want to go ride, which is fucking weird. Uh huh. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to buy a pass this year. So I'm on the fence, dude. I'm on the fence.
1: Yeah, I wish I got more into snowboarding. I was more just like skating. Uh, My brother, though, he got really good at snowboarding and skating.
0: So tell me, what's your brother's name? He never even mentioned it.
1: Uh, oh, his name's Dolan Dolan Stearns, and um, his Instagram is Sorry Entertainer.
0: So, is he still crushing skating?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, what's cool about him, and and what what people like about him is that he he does he does him like he just doesn't he doesn't give a fuck about anybody's opinion or whatever. Like, he's just like I'm gonna do me. Yeah, then, like he skates for fun. You know what I mean? And like even like pros and like stuff like think about it like pros that like have had to like go through their career like having to prove themselves by to their to their company like you know the company expects so much out of these skaters you know like you know you got to get footy you got to get photos you got to you do this you got to go to demos and then all this shit right and he's just kind of been like you know it's you know like i I don't know it's not like uh it's like how skateboarding used to be or or supposed to be how it
0: should be really
1: well yeah how it should be and i've seen that change like in skating too like i see people getting more having like more fun i guess you know like not i mean you know
0: people are are appreciating that more i think the guys that are just having fun and they're more creative and they're doing interesting stuff versus like trying to do 50 stair handrails all the time you know yeah you know like like (laughs) nigel uh, or somebody where it's like he just no. he is out there going crazy, which I I appreciate all the skating to be honest because I'm just a yeah. skate, skate, snowboard, surf nerd, but it is I like seeing the really create the real creativity. Like is is your is your brother hooked up, and is he, or is he just strictly doing it? Yeah, for-
1: um, like uh, as far as like a board company, I don't know <laughs> if he's like really on a board company right now. Um, he was like on a low key like, San Diego like local company called Lurkville and uh they were cool it was kind of like a tight little knit there and so people in San Diego like you know like the way it is in California and Southern California it's like like skateboarding basically evolved in San Diego Orange County and LA you know that was like and and like Venice Beach and shit yeah um but um yeah he he writes for like Converse and Independent OJ Wheels do you, are you guys
0: from San Diego?
1: No. We're from the Inland Empire. What's your the, that's the 909 boy? 909? You know about that.
0: That's uh P- you know, P-
1: 909? Park, yeah, huh? Peefer? Yeah, yeah, P-fer. Yeah, I know PFER. I know all I dude, I know everyone. Okay.
0: There's a big Inland Empire crew, dude.
1: <laughs> I'm one of the OG IE boies. Okay. <laughs> nice. But you guys uh get a
0: posse dude. Gang. Yeah. Gang shit.
1: Yeah, gang gang. Um, but no, what about so, you? What's up with you? What's up with me? what about you? I don't it can't just be about No,
0: no, it's not about me. It's about you, man. <laughs> it's about Drew. What do you want to know about me?
1: I mean uh, I talk
0: about myself all the time.
1: Oh, do you? I don't know. I saw I was watching like one of your podcasts and like I like it when you guys like totally like throw in like um yeah, you know, I sold this for like that. I don't know.
0: Oh, you want you want to talk about something? Okay, well, no, 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 no. But talk about about it. No, like, uh, you know, no,
1: I, 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 did like you know, um, you know, I made like seventy thousand, like two Aladdin G.
0: When stuff. have I ever thrown in that? <laughs> I've never thrown that
1: in that, <laughs> dude. I have, I have oh. all the Aladdin gear from nineteen ninety, whatever that movie came out. I have all of it. I have the all, all of it. Dude, G string. Hey, we well,
0: better not tell anybody your address because you're gonna get you're gonna get <laughs> jumped, dude. <laughs> Have you ever sold an Aladdin tee?
1: No. Have
0: you passed an Aladdin tee in, 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 like when you've been picking and you're like, fuck this?
1: No. I mean, I would have grabbed that. Yeah, okay. Okay. Only it was, you know, single stitch, dude.
0: Well, yeah. Come on. We got to talk about a beef. Rose Bowl. I don't know if it's even a Rose Bowl beef, but I remember there was a beef between you and Tara. Who? Thrift Lord.
1: Oh, I don't really speak of him or say his name, so.
0: He who must not be named?
1: No, I mean, like, there's no need for me to even talk about him because, like, I don't want to go to that level. You know what I mean?
0: Why? I, we can't talk about the beef? It's the beef? Everyone likes oh, the love beef? A good
1: beef. I forgot what the beef was. Oh, okay. This is the beef. He or I, he was like doing the raffles and stuff. And so, like, people now, like, you know, everyone's trying to up one another, you know? What and up? So, like, what up, Mitch? Yeah, everyone's just trying to like, you know, be on top or something, you know, and like, that's never been my thing, really, at all. Maybe when I was younger, like, you know, like, I wanted to be the coolest dude or something, but like, I don't fucking care. Anyway, that,
0: that's 100% my motivation. What? I want to be the coolest dude.
1: Well, I don't need to want to be. I already am. Do you see, do you see the difference?
0: True, I have yeah. no it's need to effortless be. for you.
1: <laughs> Sorry guys
0: okay back to the beach
1: okay anyway i i um oh I, I posted like a reservoir dogs tea and the and i put like a raffle up for it and i had never done a raffle and it was actually my home or okay i it was my homie's tea but i found it for him two years prior to that or whatever and he's like oh I, you know i don't wear it or whatever and said okay i'll try to like raffle it off and i mean what's funny now is because nowadays it's probably worth like you know Fucking, I don't know, eight grand.
0: Yeah, dude.
1: Ninety-five hundred. Yeah, I'm paying on the house. (laughs) We'll get into the value thing in a minute, but (laughs) I mean, it is funny to me. But anyway, I had it up there. The value, x amount of, you know, content like people to to enter the raffle, right? And it ended up being like four hundred dollars for Reservoir Dogs tea, which I thought actually, you know, to me, I thought a Reservoir Dogs tea was pretty sick. You know, it was single stitch. So (laughs) I'm just saying.
0: So how did, so yeah, so you raffled it, but then he- I raffled it and then he
1: like reposted it on his Instagram saying like, you know, if you're gonna raffle something, you need to do it like the way that it's supposed to be done. You know, this shirt might be like worth like $200. And I'm like, dude, what do you, and I hit him up. I'm like, what are you doing? Like putting me on blast, like for what reason? Like this is none of your business. Like, you know, it's like the thing I didn't like about him and like, I don't, I don't deal with him or, you know, like I've bought things from him before cause he was in LA for a little while, but you know, I, I could give a fuck. I care less, you know, whatever. But you know, during that time I was just like, you know, even then I was like, like, what's the, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you even like putting that out there right now? Like, because you want attention. So like, you're going to fucking repost the vintage warrior is, Putting a you know a T-shirt on a raffle that's like you know worth more than it is because I say that it's like not worth four hundred dollars and I'm like I'm like hitting him up I'm like why does it matter like this has nothing to do with you you know like and so from there he was just like talking shit talking shit and then so from at that point you know the fact that he was like came at me like that it was more like a disrespect, like it was disrespectful the way he came at me like that. And it was like, dude, you could have messaged me if you wanted to like talk about it. You didn't have to like, like you know, repost it. And you like crossed my thing out, but like people knew who it was coming, like they knew where it was coming from, you know? And it was like, cause I'm the fucking warrior, dude. Okay. The Lord versus
0: the warrior. Yeah. <laughs> the beef in the fucking ring.
1: <laughs> he would have killed me. He's a big dude. I'm, I'm a little guy. But my brain is bigger than his so like you know my i mean he's smart sometimes it's more
0: speed man you probably got speed on
1: fast pretty fast i remember
0: that beat i remember
1: i gave him props for you know him doing his business and like that's cool and that's great i think it's awesome but the way that he you know had came at me and has came at people is, is is was more of just like a you know like you know, there's no need to like step that line, you know, like, don't fucking like, I don't have a problem with you, but if you want to cross the line, it's like, now I have a problem with you, you know, it's like, and I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm, I, I like to avoid that shit. Like, that's not my style. I, I'm not, I, I don't like, I don't like drama. Yeah. You know I mean? uh, fair enough. Neither do
0: I, but it okay. makes for good podcasting. So that's what we're talking about. It. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But... I remember that and I remember it blowing up and I remember there was like this ongoing like stupid petty beef thing between you guys for a while at the bowl because he was still at the bowl for a while after oh. that but anyway that's a good topic to get into because he him and 1980 started the raffle thing well actually I don't know who started the raffle thing. anyway but,
1: Lord, okay don't because don't get it wrong he'll come at you
0: well okay. he coined he coined the raffles promoting it the thrift lord way and then people were doing raffles okay. they're like i'm doing it the thrift lord way yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's what it was and then, yeah because you know why they didn't they didn't want to get called out that's
0: why probably yeah
1: they're like yeah. i
0: don't want to go down like
1: dude okay the, the vintage it's warrior called out yeah. so, got <laughs> so <you. laughs> it
0: was mad funny and you're right it's because the method of raffling was that you put a value and then you only sell as much slot to the value but You know, I did raffles before that on Uh Frankie, right? Not like, not different. Like we did, excuse me. We did raffles for like designer clothes and stuff on Frankie and we did it through the website. So we just put up a, like a a listing with a $5 price and we sold as many as people would buy. Like we didn't put a fucking limit on it. Uh We were like, if 150 people want to buy this raffle, we're going to sell it because for them, the person buying it can still win something sick for five bucks. Right. Oh Yeah. But his way was like to put the value on it and then limit limit the amount of entries or whatever. Yeah. And it's funny now, fucking, I haven't seen a raffle go down in like months okay. now.
1: That's the thing too, is that tr- it's just trendy. Like, I you know, do you want to be trendy? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah, trendy. it's
0: like, it's not just that the clothing have trends. The way we sell the clothes has a yeah. trend
1: now. And, and it moves, you know, and it moves much faster at a much faster rate. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with like technology and whatever. And so it's cool. Like, I, I like, like what Chris does because like, you know, he's bringing, he's bringing like, uh, you know, people that are new to this and even people that are not new to this and, and actually like gaining interest and understanding, it, like trying to understand, like what the fuck is happening. What it's, I do, it's
0: educating too. It's, it's, well, it, he's helping spread awareness about vintage he's also helping all these other sellers make money but he's also all the people that watch it's like an educational thing because now they can understand why something is valued
1: yeah you yeah. know the value is still no. kind of fucked up that's kind of iffy though because it's like it what is it based off someone's opinion or you know like the rarity like what's the rarity of like this tea versus this tea you know like this fucking tea there was like 300,000 of them made. How rare is this tea? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe like the Nirvana heart-shaped box tea, there was only 100,000 made and there's like 500,000 made of like the fucking, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? And so it's like-
0: In my, what I mean by the education is like, they know that they should, they know that this is different than like one that they can buy at the mall now. You know what I mean? At least that education is getting out there. It still blows my mind that say like, yeah, random 2008 movie tee is going for five, 600 bucks. And, I, and to speak on that topic too, like I just had a, a private appointment to sell some wholesale tees. And like, uh-huh. I sold all these horror tees that were like from 2011, 2010, uh-huh. 2009. They're cool movies, but they're, they're not the original shirts. And they're, those shirts are going for big money now. It's crazy. It's only 10 years old.
1: Yeah. And I, and I, I saw that coming, you know, and like, I, I've heard, you know, I've talked to people where it's like, you know, I have to like, I have to start buying like early 2000 shit. And it like, it went from like, you know, I got to buy early 2000 shit, like maybe a couple years ago to like, oh shit, everything fucking just went to here now. And it's like, I mean, maybe because of the whole COVID thing, like it really is fucking with everyone's minds, you know, like it really is. And also I'll, I'll, I'm just going to get into it really quick, but like, you know, like, you know, spending that kind of money on like a t-shirt or whatever is crazy. But if you, you know, if you think about it, it's like, who's spending that money and where's that money coming from and do they have bills, you know, (laughs) like do they live with their parents and, you know, where's that money, you know, what, where's the $3,000 into the one shirt, like coming from? And, you know, like how often are they buying a t-shirt, you know, for $3,000 and like, you know, like, like the whole $6,000 t-shirt thing that's, that goes along the same lines as, you know, my reservoir dogs tee I put for $400 value, you know, it's like maybe to him it was $200, but to me it was $400 to this guy. It's like $600 now the fucking reservoir tea might be like 800 bucks or thousand or whatever. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's just kind of funny, you know, to see like where the market moves and like where it goes. And like, you know, I know like between the both of us, like we're observant and we pay attention, but like, we're also like trying to figure out, you know, not, not necessarily like, how can I take this to my advantage, but it's like, you know, where is it going to go from here? You know, and how can I prep for that? Yeah,
0: you have to stay a little bit up to date, man. Like I talk to younger guys in the market, and I ask what's going on, and like I don't know prices anymore. Come on, come on. I can't, I can't fucking keep up to date with the prices. No
1: matter, nobody can, man. The shit's changing every day right now. But the thing about the thing about the Aladdin tea, and this has nothing against, like you know, the raffling or the uh, the fucking virtual flea or nothing like that. I think it's that's great i think that was like a publicity stunt like people don't think outside of the box and those people do you know they they're like the ones that are like you know creating they're creating they're creating the market is what they're doing they're manipulating the market and they're creating it and so they're taking like you know say okay this shirt sells and what was funny is that like you know like like, oh, show, show the screenshot of like the payment and shit. It was like, people were like, show the screenshot of the payment of the six Gs. And so like the homie, like, you know, whatever, put the fucking six Gs. It's like a tactic, you know, it's like chess game and business techniques and shit, which is cool. Sure. It's really cool.
0: It's a level of uh, market manipulation. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is our, this is our, uh, this your, is our... this is your Hypothesis on the situation. It if, if it is or it isn't, who knows? Okay.
1: It. Yes. Okay. Go yeah. Ahead.
0: I mean, I just don't. I mean, like,
1: no, it, no, no. I'm not. That's what I said. That's yeah. what I said even before I said anything. I yeah. said this is no disrespect. This has nothing to do with anyone personal or nothing. Yeah, yeah
0: totally. And it, 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 it's it's definitely a valid theory because people have done it in the past. And if they can manipulate the market to make prices rise, it's good for it's good for them. It's good for everyone else who's selling T-shirts,
1: man. Sure. But the thing is, okay, so say, say, say something sells for six grand. Think about like, you know, the rap tea phase, you know, which is so good phase. Like, you know, like the, obviously the really hard to find rap teas are dope. And like yeah. might, but and then it was like art teas and uh, movie. Now it's like, you know, movie teas and shit. And now it's like Disney and yeah. say something sells for six grand. It's like realistically, no one's going to fucking spend that kind of money on a, on a Disney tee, right, really, like, unless they're just stupid and rich, which, you know, could be the case, but that brings that $6,000 here to, you know, like, you know, this tee used to be $200, for example, whatever tee, right, now it's six grand. So it's basically taking that and trying to like put it here, you know what I mean? And so they're trying to like bring in, like take that margin and like put it in the middle. So like, I mean, $6,000 is ridiculous. Like it, it kind of, it, it just is like, you can't even find like a fucking, I mean, like old Levi's, you know, they'll sell for like more than like 30, $50,000 or whatever, $100,000 for certain things. But I'm not saying, yeah, and not okay. really, so not saying face- that like, you know, this, this, this particular item is invaluable. But like you know, it may be valuable to that person. But like every, you know, the six thousand dollar T fucking made the vintage community lose their fucking minds. Even people that like you don't deal with '90s shit or T-shirts or whatever. You know, like people that deal with like you know real vintage clothes. Like yeah, like, well,
0: you, you want to know the best example of that is we're gonna get off this T-shirt topic in a second. But no, that's right. Of example that, of but that. But
1: I did want to talk about it.
0: Yeah, is um, you know, goodbye heart. He was like posting his, his come up of like Disney Pixar tees. He got like a big yeah, all the like, I'm shit. like I'm like, Goodbye Heart is out there selling Levi's, selling East West jackets, selling hippie fashion. He's like from San Fran or something or Seattle. Yeah. Um, but anyway, typically he's selling true vintage stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, I got a big lot of Disney
1: Pixar. Dead stock, dead stock tees that are worth 800 bucks now yeah so, yeah i mean like you're gonna you know you're gonna milk that fucking cow you know until that cow runs dry you know what i mean right yeah i mean i have some bangers i have like like i said i have the all over print aladdin Manthol.
0: <laughs> stanley desantis
1: yeah with the- so
0: okay let's talk about some let's talk about prices then for a second okay you're right it's hard to find anything that's worth six grand even in true vintage, it's hard to find something worth six grand. Yes, there's, there's very rare Levi's that go for up to like 50 grand, a hundred grand. I've never found them. You probably haven't found them. It's hard. So what's the most you've sold like a true vintage piece for?
1: Uh, um, shit. I don't know, maybe like two grand. Yeah. Okay. I paid, but I paid, you know, I paid 200 but I knew that it was going to go for at least a G and I sold it for two. So that was cool. But you know, like I, I look at it like, you know, like uh, in other ways, like, you know, it's like I find something for a dollar and I sell it for 400. Like, to me, that's the same, that's the same thing. You know, it's like that margin, is like sky high.
0: But you also buy, so you're, I don't really know your sourcing. You're obviously not going to tell us how you, I mean, obviously if you go to a thrift store, it's whatever, but, yeah. I don't you fuck probably me. buy from dealers. You buy from wholesalers, you buy from thrift stores, you buy, you can probably buy from wherever you do. Right. Yeah. And do you typically look for that kind of margin or are you, are you happy to like pay up on less margin
1: product? Um, what do you mean? Like if like, like, would you pay a hundred on
0: to make 200.
1: Uh, not really. No. Okay. Like, it, it, I need to know that like, you know, like when I see an item, I need to know that this is going to sell. And I need to know that it's going to sell for what I'm going to ask for basically. And so, you know, obviously like everyone wants to get it the less they can, but you know, like if I see, if I see potential in an item, you know, say it's like a, say it's like a blank t-shirt. Right. But it's like a really good 1950s military blank t-shirt. I buy it for 20, I sell it for like 75 or whatever. And that's like based off of like my following or something, you know, or it's like uh, someone that, you know, can appreciate this 1950s era t-shirt and spend that amount. So okay,
0: we haven't even talked about this. So you are basically, you know, something I admire about, you stay pretty true to what, what you like and you like true vintage, you like Americana, you like military stuff. You know, I see you post like, cool denim pieces, you know, sometimes like interesting, like folk arty things, but also like some things that are haggard, but you don't, you don't tend to have too, too much stuff. That's like really fucked up, but uh, you like a true vintage vibe, right? So like, what do you think, what's your like true interest? Like what gets you hyped? Like what, what are you stoked to find and stoked to look for?
1: I uh, There's so many different things that I like. Um, you know, like I said, I, I grew up skating and stuff in, in like the 90s, like like late 90s, early 2000s. And so like I still get hyped on like a Stu CT or like, you know, like some dope fucking 90s skate shit. But yeah. like you know, as I evolved and like started to learn more about vintage clothes, um, you know, I started to appreciate different things. And, um, and so, you know, um, you know, I look at like small details you know i look at like the design or like the purpose of like the the garment the fun- um, functionality yeah functionality um you know colors materials like i just nerd out you know like like i it's kind of like a, an obsession really like you know i got like more more into it as I, as I as i as i you know every every year every month it's like something different it's like oh and you know like i'm 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 like a I am a collector at heart. And so like, you know, that's like my, my passion is like, is, is a collector and not so much selling, but also like interaction with people and stuff. And so that's like what I miss about like being at the Rose Bowl is because like, I was more into conversation and, you know, um, maybe learning something from somebody or educating somebody on something, you know what I mean? Like that was cool. Um, But like, I don't know, like, you know, I have like a personal taste that I like, and it's very similar to like what like the Japanese buy. You know, like those buyers. And so like you know, like I don't, I can't afford like crazy old denim, and I live in SoCal where that denim might exist, but it's you know, it's not like you don't find old workwear, old barns and shit. Like there's fucking millions of people in this in Southern California, and it's like. They've come and gone, and so like a lot of that shit is just you know like super scarce, right?
0: I mean, but come on, if you're gonna find it anywhere, it's <laughs> Levi's yeah. is from San Francisco. Yeah, I know. You know
1: they and they find it. They you yeah. know known bad boy and fucking afterlife and shit. And they don't they don't fuck around, dude. And do you know the
0: guys? Uh, I, you know I got Polo out of San Diego. Yeah, I was at the ball and his crew have been doing those houses. No, I know, I know. Yeah, they've been finding stuff. I they mean, not
1: many. Do you see what they found today?
0: No, what they found today? Uh,
1: well, I don't think Polo was there, but um, they found like a mask tee or whatever. Like, oh, my <laughs> 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 sorry, dude, I was just trying to get you hyped. I thought mean- <laughs> you
0: were gonna tell me like some stack <laughs> or something. You tell me the mask tee. No, that's crazy. I did buy. I I did buy that Rob Roskamp shirt off one of those guys that they found in the house
1: they've been finding so much shit like it, yeah. it's dope Red. and it's, it's been like in the desert and stuff which is pretty cool like they'll they'll go and drive like two hours away mm-hmm. which in reality two hours away is not that bad And like the people are like traveling like hundreds and hundreds of miles and to yeah vintage, you know and um, totally
0: okay i want i want to drop some knowledge on this episode i want to talk about the stuff so you have a pile of clothes behind you right yep Okay. So I want you to show us some stuff because this is a podcast. Some people will be listening. I'm going to kind of describe what it is and then we're just going to talk about it.
1: Okay. You tell me what it is and then I'll talk about it because okay. I know, I know that you already know. So you're, like, testing, like, oh, me. Huh? you're
0: testing. You're testing yeah. me. Okay, yeah. so this Let's is go. About,
1: this is about Drew now. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yeah. So we got, what is, I don't know. Can you Universal. Okay you know anything about that
0: well it's uh it's like a workwear, it's a workwear co so this is probably like a wool thing oh no you're gonna show us your skating jacket yeah yeah,
1: well, yeah corduroy it's-
0: right it's kind of hard to see the fabric but you can see it's corduroy
1: no excuses but okay okay so this is okay. a want to see the zipper can you see it talon. starts with a t
0: brass talon zip uh-huh. It's got chain stitching on the back, which is from a roller rink. Troy's Roller Dome, Little Rock. Is that like Arkansas or something? Yes. Yeah. See, I even knew that. Good so job,
1: Canadian guy. This <laughs> is a
0: basically a jacket that they would have bought, and then probably like some local town shop would have embroidered it for them as like a uniform for the roller rink.
1: Okay. Keep going. Um, um, yeah. What,
0: I don't know. That, that's all I
1: got. What do you got? Okay. I'll, okay I'll let me, let me, let me, let me break some knowledge to you now. Okay. So this brand universal uniform co um, I don't know, you know, the FFA jackets. Yeah, Totally. So this is the same company that made those jackets. And so it was basically like a mail order kind of thing, or like they would get in touch with the, this universal uniform co and they would say, Hey, we, ne- we need our name you know with the roller skate or whatever our roller rink on a jacket
0: ah okay
1: so they you know they would and if you look at it closely like it's all like it's all the same it's the same manufacturer as those jackets those ffa jackets and
0: for people that are unfamiliar with the ffa jackets that's like a farm club thing right yeah Future, future
1: farmers of america
0: yeah and they made those jackets all the way back probably to like
1: Oh, dude, like 30th century? Yeah. Yeah, or something. Up
0: until, like, you can even find them up to, like, the 70s, yeah. right?
1: and no, even later than that. Yeah, they still make them. Um, um, but, yeah, so, anyway, yeah. So, that's pretty cool, right? Totally,
0: that's a sicker.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so I have uh, two other ones like that, different colors. But what's cool about it is that, like, normally the, you know, the FFA jackets are bright blue, and they're really nice. But, um, you know, to see basically, like, an FFA jacket, the corduroy in a different color because in, in retrospect, that's kind of what it is because, you know, normally it would have the symbol and the FFA and like the state.
0: Yeah, totally. Um,
1: you know, this is different.
0: And like you said, that's uh, universal uniforms. And I, I have had so many different kinds of garments on those tags. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably, like you said, in a magazine, that you like had an order form or something and people knew that you could like order your club stuff through it. Yeah. So they probably yeah like,
1: you know, like sportswear stuff. Yeah. You know, like you would hit up champion and be like, you know, I need, you know, 500 PE t-shirts made or whatever. Super uh, cool. So here's a, here's a good one.
0: Back Northeaster. This is a uh, sports hogs uh-huh. jacket. Oh dude, you got some good stuff, dude. Northeaster North Flying Togs, Genuine Horsehide. Beck, show the jacket. So this is a D-Pocket motorcycle jacket. Early 40s, maybe even 30s, correct? Yep. Um,
1: uh, late 40s. The, er, early, uh, yeah,
0: early 40s. Early yeah. 40s, yeah. Super nice. What zipper you got on there?
1: Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. So look at it and tell me why it it's it re- like that's it a, that, that's
0: like a, an, a 70s talon so that's like a replaced zip
1: uh-huh.
0: and uh but it has the original zip on the d pocket and people that are listening a d pocket is literally a pocket that's shaped like a d that's why and it's a handle yeah, roll-
1: also, also it was called the pistol pocket so you would hold your pistol in there yeah did uh,
0: you know that i did not know that dude dropping knowledge
1: yeah pretty cool
0: so this Super is like a nice oval. jacket horse so hard. Yeah. A little fact about horse hide was like back from the turn of the century well probably even 1800s up until like the 40s into the 50s even they made a lot of jackets out of horse hide, apparently because when they were when cars became popular they were killing off a lot of horses because people started to drive instead of ride horses So they had a ton of horses and a ton of horse yeah, i didn't
1: know that oh fuck
0: um so that's why a lot of it was made with horse hide because they had a it had an influx of it plus it's a thicker hide it's more durable last longer and then I, I think basically after that i don't know like we don't eat horse in america right so if you have a horsehide jacket like with with cow leather you're eating the cow and you're taking the leather right but yeah. like you don't get horsehide unless that, that horse is like just gone and died
1: sure yeah so
0: we don't really make so, stuff out of horsehide anymore unless it's no like- i
1: know they do in japan though they make like you know reproduction like bucos and like like this style yeah um,
0: and some countries do eat horse like yeah, they eat horse true. in Europe
1: right yeah so we just don't in America yeah fuck America dude.
0: the vegans are rolling rolling right now
1: <laughs> can, hey I, I do have a quick question though like um how do I move to Canada because I fucking and can we like can we marry as a gay couple or something and you know like- I'm already married dog but I'll set you up I'll
0: set you up don't worry oh,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got I a lot I of friends to, I want him to be as cute as you though okay all right here we go ready
0: Next one, let's go. Okay, Charlie Brown. Let me guess the tag. Spruce mayo.
1: Oh, no. It's um it's Disney Aladdin. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yep, you got it.
0: So we got the spruce tag, spruce mail tag. This is if my dates are correct.
1: Yeah, let's 60, see. You see the percentage? See percent. It's uh ninety percent cotton and ten percent polyester.
0: You're showing. You're not. You're it's not on screen. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, the green one's kind of rare, eh? Like usually you see those in like. Uh, it is. Like yellow and stuff. Dude, the green's sick. Is that is that your size? Yeah. Yeah. These are super. Po- you know what's so funny? The Lenny episode. He said the first thing he ever sold Snappy was that sweatshirt. Oh, really? Yeah. That's how they met.
1: That's awesome. But did you see the condition though? It's like fucking mint. It's dead stock.
0: Yeah. So the guaranteed kids will pass that up in the bins for
1: sure. Well, I mean this yellow one that I got, let me just grab it really quick. But, um, I have like a mustard yellow one that I got from somebody that found it at the bins and I got it for fucking cheap. But, um, it's, it's good. It's good.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's kind of, uh, the color I see more often. That's a cool one with the baseball. How can we lose when we're so sincere? So this is a uh, Charlie Brown sweatshirt. We call that the raglan sleeve, where the sleeve goes right up to the neckline.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: On a, that's also on a spruce tag. Were they all on yeah, spruce
1: tag? Out, look at the difference, though. Let's see if I can show you. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go.
0: Yeah, there. That's better. Oh, yeah. So the one on the yellow one's older, correct? Yeah. Or,
1: yeah. yeah. So the green one is basically like, uh, like 1970 or something or like 69 or something like that and then the the 100% cotton I think is like you know anywhere from like 66 to like I don't know 68 or something like that
0: yeah um those are really cool and I, I don't know I mean they're obviously popular just because it's like pop culture from a long long time ago but it's hard to find any sweats that aren't just school prints from back. Well, oh, I guess like, what would you get on a sweatshirt back in the day? You get military print, school print. Um, that's like basically it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're much. going back
0: to like the forties or before,
1: right? Yeah, that's true.
0: So that might be why those ones got so popular because it's when they started printing other things. If you look at t-shirts and sweatshirts, those were both garments made, for working out or for doing something athletic, they were not made for wearing day to day. Which
1: yeah, not as a fashion. Basically. Yeah, it was more. And fun, now
0: right? it's like everybody's staple thing: sweatshirt and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. So yeah, while we're know. on the topic of sweatshirt, show your net. Na- show the sweatshirt.
1: You have an overhood. Oh, you want to see that? I guess. <laughs> I mean, it is one of my favorite pieces. And talking about military, this is actually a really good example. Nice. Uh, so this is the back. And so I don't know if you're familiar with this this uh, academy, but that's it's that's a Marine Corps Army. thing, right? Um, I I'm not sure if it's Marine or Army, but it's it's like military academy and I think it's in Missouri. But um it's it's like they call it the West West Point of the West or or, or I don't I, I forgot. I, I did a little bit of research, but anyway, so this is like the you know, as the double V and it's the afterhood.
0: So basically we're looking at an after hood sweatshirt. The hood's sewn on over top of the crew neck collar. This has a double V, so a V in the front neck, a V in the back neck. It's got a back print, which is typical of that era. It's usually a back print, not a front print when it comes to older sweatshirts, which is weird. Why is that? I don't know why, man. But it's
1: weird because... So this right? is like a stencil military like you know, identification number or something?
0: Yeah crazy because people would think that's a date but that's not the date uh-huh. it says yeah, 19- 7.
1: <laughs> i've had that comment before yeah um this, is, trippy this is
0: super nice and also the ribbing on old sweatshirts is one of the telltale signs that's like a six inch rib eh
1: yeah uh no it's like four but that's four. that's really yeah, long
0: fat rib yeah
1: it, it, i think it's like late 30s early 40s
0: yeah beautiful hoodie man beautiful hoodie nice.
1: um this one's pretty cool this is um this is a like 1960s pennies in like excellent condition
0: yeah so, this is a white crew neck sweatshirt pennies so tag
1: a bunch of like um details like hand drawn
0: yeah so this was probably something somebody wore to school and they decided to make like a folk art piece out of and everybody all the friends drew all over it
1: mm-hmm. oh, um, just one, it looks like one person did it
0: Yeah, maybe it's just one person. So this is probably just like a fun art project. But speaking about these folk arty drawn on pieces back in the 30s or 20s, 30s, 40s, when you graduated from school, people used to use corduroy pants and they would draw all over them, eh?
1: Well, that was just um, with Purdue. Just with Purdue? I'm pretty sure. I mean, other schools did it, but they were like one of the ones that like started that. And so there was like these yellow corduroys that um, uh, what, are the, the, what do they call them um, I forget what they call that pant but um, even I, I don't know if they did it in the th- did you say in the 30s is that what you said
0: yeah or was it earlier I don't
1: know about that but like I know I don't know how long Purdue did that but Purdue did this thing like I know like a, the majority of the corduroy pants were like this yellow corduroy pant and everybody like you know they would draw on them and they were really fucking badass dude those are so cool yeah. and uh, they're super value valuable uh not compared to aladdin t though of course um, but anyway um
0: yeah no they it, are those are really thing, cool that was
1: like a thing in the 60s but in like the like 30s i know for sure um there was a lot of like signature jackets and so it's like you know like a yearbook so you know everybody would like comment or like write their name um there was also ones that, and you've seen them, I'm sure, like the the embroidery sig- signature ones, which is really cool because it's like, I feel like maybe what they did is like, they would say like, oh, you know, here, take my jacket for like a little bit and, you know, um, so your, your signature in, into the jacket and then they That's, would like pass it around. So it's kind of neat.
0: I wish I had a garment with all the cool shit my, my uh, high school class said to, said to me, like when I left school, that'd be way cooler.
1: Uh, yeah, like, all the time. Yeah, it'd be like eat a dick or like you know like all the funny shit like true. all your, your clothes. It's friends like saying. true.
0: Remember when we got high behind the fucking gym?
1: Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> this is a cool one. This is another sweat. It's like a kid size, but it's a this is like a forties, and it's on the old um, Duracraft, which was like champion, old champion.
0: Hold on a sec. So. It is old champion or it's like? Yeah, old, it is. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, DuraCraft is old champion.
0: So that's like a sub-label champion made?
1: Uh, I don't know the full.
0: DuraCraft knitwear. Mid-wear. Okay. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, do you have this book yet? Speaking of champion. so I'm, Yeah, I got that. I'm going to shout this out right now on the podcast. This is a book that uh, Tags and Threads made. It says right there, published by Tags and Threads. Featuring 850 vintage champion products contributed by over 200 collectors from around the world. We have a few pieces in this super sick book. You can order it through tags and threads. I'll tag him. But if you guys, when we're speaking about true vintage, this is a good way to get yourself some knowledge.
1: There's one that isn't in that book.
0: Oh, nice. It's in the book?
1: That isn't. This, oh. one, this might be, but not with this label.
0: So, what's the label?
1: It's like the late 60s. um, one.
0: Yeah. And that's sick to notice too. It, that has the name patch. So there's a tag where you're supposed to write your name, which is just a, would be like a plain sewn in canvas tag. Right. Mm-hmm. So that comes on mostly military stuff. Obviously the same reason you put it on when you go to camp. So when it comes back to you from the wash, they know who to give it to. Um, and that thing has a crazy big VA. Eh?
1: Uh, I love that you said a finally. Fuck. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> uh, well
0: there you go buddy You're welcome oh
1: but hey so this one's actually pretty wild because i don't know if you can tell but the do you see this, this you don't, on yeah. it's different colors than the whole sweatshirt
0: that's so right so basically that's like that's that can that was to show you that this garment is so not about fashion that they're like fuck, we ran out of fabric let's just throw another arm on from different fabric
1: and i i and which I didn't know. Yeah, but this V is actually kind of gnarly. Like, look how fucking, I didn't even notice how big it was, but it's a fat V. Yeah. kind of love the V. <laughs> he wants the V instead of he it's wants the V. Instead of he, huge V. She wants the D, he wants the V. And that's the V right there. Oh, so that's, that's, that a, that's funny. hilarious. Anyway, David. here's a Here's a cool one. So, I've been kind of getting into these.
0: Nice. Yeah. Sick.
1: Classic. So this is like the Harvey ball. Uh, is that the
0: original happy face? Yeah. I don't know. I heard something about the happy face, the original. It's like one eye is different than the other eye. That's how you know if it's an original. Yeah. Yeah. So this is basically a, a typical yellow smiley happy face tee, ringer, spruce t-shirt. But yeah, to tell the originals, the eyes are different
1: shape. So I, 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 uh, I collect all over print bucket hats. Nice. And um, this is like a dead stock, um, probably 70s champion spark plug, like all over print hat, um, but uh, yeah, I collect those. Have you, I know you've seen these. This is like a 1950s like pajama.
0: It's a pajama?
1: I'm pretty sure that's what it is.
0: At first glance, I was like, is that a prison
1: uniform? Well, that's kind of the idea, but.
0: Oh, yeah. Cool
1: let's go like the you've never seen these the heart is original yeah it's like a pocket too oh cool yeah this is
0: like uh looks like a prison uniform black and white stripe with a heart pocket
1: Dude, I have so much shit. Hey, show, I'm show me after I'm just this. a couple of things
0: yeah sure go for but, it uh,
1: no go ahead what
0: oh show so you still got a couple things on your bed what's on your bed
1: uh so because you wanted to talk about like true vintage stuff um there's like you know
0: you got a mad stack of Sukajans, which is the Japanese term for uh Japan jacket, souvenir jacket. So these jackets are jackets that the military men who were stationed in Japan would buy from these shops as like a token of their time they spent in Japan during World War II. And is that right by your knowledge? Yeah,
1: yeah
0: and they're reversible these jackets so a lot of them have like a felt side or a what's it called the material
1: sateen is what they call it i think
0: sateen so it's like a fuzzy side and then like a
1: basically like silk
0: and then like a silk side yeah
1: don't forget about the kids though
0: oh sick dad and dad and son combo these are okinawa ones got the sick tigers on them and then there's so a lot. Most of them, we were from Japan. You can find some that were from like Guam or other interesting like South Pacific places, right? Yeah, those are more rare. Those are rare, and there's also even some that were from Germany and different places like that.
1: Okay. But the Tell best
0: you. ones are Alaska, or or the weird stations, yeah. because people would have been stay. I don't know if they made them there, but they would have been stationed there and then had them made. Uh,
1: it see that that's the thing is that like. Almost all like the the satin like souvenir jackets that are from that are like you know embroidered with different countries and stuff. They usually are made in Japan, the jacket itself. And so, I'm I, I don't know that yet. I'm am actually still trying to figure that out. But it makes um, sense. I, because... I I came up one time fat on Depop once, and this was like before people before Depop kind of blew up um i don't know maybe like four years ago or something but i found two dead stock um Suka john iceland jackets like, two of them two of them dead stock so dope fucking amazing dude yeah. um i think i bought them for like she wanted like 90 a piece i got them for like 70 or like 140 shit so it was like it was nothing for both nothing, dude. and um i think i sold one for like 600 and then I sold the other one for like 800 like yeah. the next month to so the same same guy which is pretty fair like I think I've gotten up to 1500
0: yeah. for the Alaska one.
1: Yeah, I mean was it did it have the like the stuff on the sleeves and all that?
0: Yeah. yeah. So the Alaska the have... Alaska one is sick because one side is a bear, it's like a grizzly bear that's super gnarly and then on the sleeve it has a dog sled team on each sleeve.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the other
0: side I forget but I think there's a version with an eagle and like there's all different ones but they're super yeah. cool.
1: They're really neat um, but yeah I don't know about I like, I have like just so much shit but I, I wanted to remind you of this one because this one's cool. You're going to remember when you see it.
0: Oh yeah. Dude that is sick. He, that's, so I'm looking at a Hebrew, Hebrew bootleg Beastie Boys. <laughs> I'm telling y'all it's sabotage. So that's like, that's like later, eh? That's like late 90s. Yeah, 95 it
1: says. 95? Um, It's not, I'm telling all y'all. It's, I'm telling y'all. See that? Yeah, I'm telling y'all it's sabotage. And then it has
0: everything, everything translated in Hebrew.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's
0: sick. Where'd you find that?
1: I found this at the bins and I'm not a bins guy. And surprisingly, I found this shit. Nice. I can't, I'm not, I, I just can't. It's it's like fucking the bins, man. Bins are crazy. I'm not a. I can't do what
0: <laughs> what what um makes you hesitant because of the people or because it's hard to find shit or because what?
1: Uh, okay. Well, I mean, so this is the thing: is that like competition is like is like fucking out the window. Like there's just so many people trying. There's so many vintage dealers now, and you know, uh, especially in LA, you know, everybody's hungry and everyone's got bills to pay and you know they they're trying to do their thing and so every time that i would go to the bins it was just like literally 50 people yeah and shit and so even people that aren't like looking for like the stuff i like they'll you know they'll still grab it and so i have to like try to buy it from them or whatever which is common
0: yeah Um, a lot of guys do that t-shirts uh, I, I got a tdi dude actually well i got a tdi yeah, is
1: that like a std <laughs>
0: <laughs> no nah, i got married a long time ago i only had those when i was in my twenties. um but um, i got a, a tdi it costs so much for the oil because it's like it's this crazy synthetic oil but oh, anyway
1: yeah
0: uh, is that a volkswagen yeah volkswagen this my mechanic the other day i went there and he's rocking a sick 3d emblem harley and he's like, I got a bunch more at home. He's going uh, to.
1: what? Yeah, dog. You're like, turn around. Let me see the label. Which one is it? It wasn't the good one. It was like the, it was the, the 90s one? one? Yeah, it's a oh. Are you recording this right now? I'm recording this, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, okay, fun. so
0: we've been on for a long time, but I got a few more things I want to go over with you, okay? Yeah. I want to talk about this thing you did, the Rose Bowl virtual
1: flea. Okay.
0: So explain it.
1: Um, so free people, as you know, is owned by urban outfitters. They approached me and asked if I wanted to sell t-shirts and like sweatshirts and kind of like pretty much whatever I wanted. And so I was like, yeah, why not? And, um, I don't know, like their, their idea I think is more of just, you know, people are at home, there's no Rose bowl. Let's you know kind of yeah take this idea and make it something, and which is kind of cool, um, you know it's it people are just trying to adapt to like this whole this whole like you know yeah. pandemic, everyone's gonna die instantly thing you know what I mean, and so um <laughs> wow well. anyway uh, yeah there it's it's kind of like a marketing thing, you know, they're just trying to like you know expand their market. And it's yeah. it's good for them, you know. It's good like people are trying to, yeah. You know, and I'm not even sure if like you know if it's like from like a like a earth saving point of view or not. Probably not. Probably not. no
0: marketing, but that's cool. So yeah.
1: I heard about this a long time before it
0: happened, and it was so funny because I heard about it through like Mike and Liz, but they were, it was very vague of like what they were going to do, and then. I kept uh-huh. asking people, no one knew anything about it. And then you posted, I was like, oh, there it is. But basically they, they, they got a bunch of vendors together from the Rose Bowl who kind of fit the free people vibe. And uh-huh. you guys got to put your product on the web. Did you upload the product?
1: Yeah. So like we do all the work, we take all the photos and, um, you know, we, we do all the work basically. And, and then we upload it. And is this gonna going to keep like you? You get to do it again? Yeah um so like until they um you know are don't have anything with rose bowl anymore um then it's it's like a it's a it's an event basically it's like an online event once a month um instead of the second sunday of the month which is a normal rose rose bowl it's on the third sunday of the month and it's like a one day thing and it's pretty cool i mean it's uh you know what's cool about it <clears throat> is that the market with that company, like, you know, they don't really, they don't bat an eye like, you know, on price or like even there. And they don't know, you know, maybe some might know like, you know, vintage, but some may not know vintage too. And they don't care. They're like, you know, this looks cool. Yeah. It's $200. Let's buy it. You know, it's like the, it's like the Melrose concept, you know, you know what I think that market is, is likened to is, um,
0: the current affair market you think so uh you mean what do you mean well like the the customer like the customer at you know current affair the the event yeah it's like a higher-end female buyer who is shopping at free people like free people's prices are way higher than urban Outfitters, right sure yeah so they're a little more savvy they're into a certain look they don't care about the prices as much
1: yeah that's true i mean I, I can kind of see that, Um, but me being here in LA and seeing like the current affair thing, like whole deal, it's like, it's like a mix of, you know, designer, designers and rich people. That's all it is. Current um, affair? Yeah. Huh? That's what the market is there. That's what the customer base is. Yeah. For the most part for the current affair. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's either designer or like rich people and that's it really. Yeah. Um. Because the those dealers have to pay, like, a, a premium to be at those markets, and that's a whole other deal. Like, they had a – I don't know if you saw, but there's, like, a big backlash on the, the company that runs that current affair. Why? Not I don't know. know. Something to do with, like, the guy that runs it or something. Is he being canceled? No. No, I mean, he's still killing it. He's making a bunch of money, but um, it, it has so- – it was really interesting because it had someone had posted something that they were like a dealer at that show and they you know they worked really hard to get like their fan base to come there to that show right like people that had followed this company yeah this vintage company and so they'd been saving like all these really special pieces that like these people have seen online you know like oh it's going to be available at this market so like you you can come to this market and like shop it or whatever right And so like the guy that runs it, what he does is that like he goes and he goes to like these dealers before the show and tries to like buy the shit out, like all the best shit for like a low price or whatever, right? Which is like a a normal typical tactic, you know, like, you know, you get in and you want to get the good stuff, but it's like he runs the show and he wanted to get like the, you know, the best shit from this company and he probably does it with all the other dealers too. And like that person, uh, it was like a woman and she said, you know, no, I'm, I'm not going to sell you all this stuff right now. Like, um, I've ha- I have people that are coming that paid to come to your vintage show to come shop with me and you want to come and buy all this stuff from you there. Yeah. Okay. Ah, you froze again. You there? Yeah, buddy. Alright, you're gonna have to edit all that out. Sorry, I don't know what happened. I hate editing, you bastard. No, I know. I saw your editing skills, and it was very like, it was like in like mid conversation. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah. So this one time at Bandcamp, <laughs> it was like, oh shit. Uh, you know.
0: Yeah, editing sucks, dude. That's not why I'm here. I'm not here to edit. I'm here to talk shit and
1: just. Sorry. Let, let the people if judge. If you want to talk shit, I'll, I'll fucking go all day.
0: <laughs> okay so you um, were saying about current affair he was doing all this shady dealings and i guess he got he got a bit of shit part so the, the woman was yeah. talking to you about it or what did she what no 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 about?
1: she like posted something from like last year or, or something like that and it like gained like traction again um but like i guess that guy's known for like doing that but it sucks though i mean but i was saying it's kind of like inspiration it's like you know like and like you know a lot of the dealers that dealt with inspiration like don't deal with inspiration anymore because yes. You know it's catered to the japanese high-end buyers you know that's it it's like i'm gonna sell the you know the super expensive ticket for those buy- buyers to come in yeah and i gonna make a bunch of money off them and then i'm gonna make a bunch of money off yeah. the dealers and you know it's 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 kind of i don't know it's like it sucks it sucks to see that shit. because like you know us dealers and people like we work hard to do this shit, you know and it's like yeah people shouldn't be like taking advantage of like that you know like it's not cool i mean i shout out to rin tanaka he's the guy that started inspiration he
0: also has wicked he started making vintage books which are called my freedom which are Mm -hmm. super dope and if you're into if you're into actually learning about vintage and having some resources (laughs) go buy the my freedom books because they're like they're they're like there's like what like 10 different episodes or yeah they're great and they're they're huge coffee table books tons of wicked pictures but anyway, he's on. He started inspiration. We did it. You did it for a lot of years. I did it for like almost ten years. So I don't know from the beginning. It used yeah. to be on the Queen Mary, which was sick in the basement of that boat.
1: Yeah, haunted.
0: Um, and then, yeah, we stopped the doing vintage, it because the marketing, the marketing was weak, and he only advertised, like you said, to Japanese and not got still weak. He didn't Are you didn't get kidding. Well, yeah, that's why we stopped. And yeah. we were like, we know everybody who's going to be there. In attendance we know them
1: yeah they could just deal with you directly right yeah they
0: can just come to the saga motor hotel
1: and like hang on in a hotel room so <laughs> yeah, you out yep. uh, no but seriously like are you like you guys like like swim in money right like you you, you guys just fucking oh, I, have, I have my own bank vault i just go in there and roll around in gold what's like the craziest thing in your collection right now like um okay personal sorry, but hold yeah. on the craziest thing as a personal and then one that's like just fucking, you know, five G's or whatever. I don't know. Five Gs I don't lot, even
0: have anything. Like, I don't have anything that's five G's because well, there might be a T-shirt now that's worth five G's, but I don't oh, even that's know. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything like that. To be honest, I hardly have any real true vintage. I have things that I wear for true vintage. I have like some really cool hunting jackets. I have some cool denim pieces, but if something is worth five grand, I just can't keep it. I feel like, fuck, you know, it's hard for me to sure. keep it. So I, you know, my personal true vintage pieces are all in like two to $500 range, not five thousand. Yeah, but sure. for my craziest piece, like I think a lot of my patty collection to me, you know, like some of the really sick reverse piles uh-huh. and um, so many skate keys. It's hard to,
1: well hey, what about the hookups shit? I didn't even see that virtual fleet.
0: Yeah, so I sold half of it. I still have half. Because it was too much to go in one one hour of virtual fleet. Oh, so you're gonna do another one? I don't know if I'll go virtual fleet. I just kinda seeing how I'm gonna sell it. We'll figure that out. It's gonna be a new one. Virtual Drew. Kirby and me might come out and do something midweek. Do a little um, do a little Canadian. We're gonna call it the hoser and the bogan. Well, Canadian slash Aussie
1: virtual something or other. Who knows? Nice. What
0: I, my personal, my personal shit that I really love. I don't know, man.
1: I mean, do you, okay. Even like the, so like, I see that, like, you know, I see that you're like talking about, like, I was watching like the other podcast about like the Latin tea and shit. And like, you know, like it's like, or whatever, like, or like what's current and stuff. And it's like, I know that like you have to have content yeah. But like, yeah. do you really give a shit? That's what I want to know. Because like to me, it's like the business is one thing. I know yeah. the business, you know, is a business, and then you have your personal shit, but it's like, you know, do you really care about that? Yeah. Okay. Like, you don't answer. have to cover here's... yourself. No, no, here's my
0: answer. I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. Like, do I do I value an Aladdin shirt to me? That, that that doesn't mean much to me. Like I said that on the podcast, I was like, it's not. It doesn't represent like a cool part of Americana for me. I think the coolest thing about that, if anything, it was just that it was Robin Williams, to be honest. And I didn't even oh, know that. Yeah. For sure. Someone asked me that trivia question like not long ago, and I got it wrong. And then when I thought about it, I was like, I was like, literally, that's the only cool thing about that piece. But what I dork out on is, I really am into marketing, and I'm into business, and I'm into like the trends. So like I'm analytical oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: about that shit. So yeah, I like that too.
0: Yeah. And I I find it interesting as as hell of how this all moves and works and fluctuates. And that's kind of why I do all this shit. So yes, I give a shit in that regard. You know what I mean? Okay, good. Yeah. Like, like how it all works, man. that's like (laughs) how, you know, I spread all this like knowledge around about business and marketing and different things because I fuck it. I go deep into it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So uh Frankie, so i was talking to someone not that long ago and you know we were just kind of talking about it because people people ask me shit all the fucking time like it's just like they they're just constantly asking me things and 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 i'm okay with you know like you know answering whatever to the best of my knowledge or like you know like people are interested in like my opinion which is cool but you know like it doesn't mean what i say is right it's just my opinion right but um, you know, they, they had brought up a, like a really good point and it made a lot of sense. Um, but like, um, you know, and this, this kind of goes back to like Rose Bowl and like actually just being in L.A. in general, but like a lot of shit starts here. And yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, like say like round two, like, you know, they're not from L.A., but they're in L.A. and, you know, they can create their market, you know, because they have a big following. And so, you know, like with Chris and them, they, what they do is like, you know, like with the trends and stuff. And so it's like, okay, you know, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. Now, um, before like they're, they're buying those things before they're cool and then they're creating that market. Yeah. You know, that's really smart. And that's what round two did a lot.
0: Like, you know, they, they really went hard on the movie tees at one point, which kind of made uh, the movie tee thing boom and yeah. they, they were part of partly instrumental in
1: making the guest boom. Remember when guests was going? Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting to see, you know, you, you have to like take that kind of point too. So it's like, you know, like, you know, it's like, I'm the, like, I'm the, the puppeteer, you know, like I'm the puppeteer and I'm creating all, you know, the movement here. And so that's, you know, in any business marketing or mind, it's all about perception you know yeah, it is. it's it's um it's all perception psychology man it, it's all psychology and so like if you, you can tap into it then like you're you're set you know and and there's so I mean, much there's that we don't level. have
0: there's a level that's that's acceptable and there's a level that's not acceptable and market manipulation false market manipulation is is lying it's kind of fraud right
1: yeah but now, that's, that's so
0: It is so common, but it's still fraud, man. It's you're lying, you're straight lying. So, you know, me and a bunch of the homies were joking a long time ago. I'm just gonna tell everybody because we we never did it, but we we were gonna we were gonna run like a social experiment where we were gonna try to make country music keys cool, right? Uh And I like a ton of (laughs) yeah. There's so many of them. Like fuck, how many? Friggin' like Travis Tritt and like hard, know, music
1: sucks. You know that? It fucking sucks. It's the worst music ever. <laughs> but, but
0: half the time people want the band shirts for the graphics anyway, so they don't even give a yeah. shit. So you yeah. could make it, it's possible to make that cool. But anyway, our game plan was to be like, we're gonna post completed sales. Like, just totally fuck <laughs> with it. Like, put them on our website and and like put sold out, but have it at like 300 bucks. <laughs> And then post it on the stories, and then be like sold for this, and just really go hard, and be like, can we actually, as a group, make that market boom? Uh huh. You could. We could, and they all fucking ditched me, and I was the only one doing it. There's probably some people watching this going, like, I remember when you posted that $200 fucking uh country shirt and and it's yeah. funny because people have mentioned that to me they're like i can't believe you sold that because i did it a couple times totally oh, oh, oh so it was it was <laughs> it was i totally lie. lied <laughs> and i posted some fake sales for country shirts and it was all out of out of research people it was for oh, okay uh, it was for psychological marketing research get
1: <laughs> you too.
0: um so yes, it is possible, <laughs> but it is fraud. I, and we were going to do it and tell people we were going to do it. Okay. And so it. that's what
1: I think the Latin T is, is it's fraud. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fake. It's, it's, it's like a, a mirage of like, you know, a sale. And so like, it, it, like, you know, it goes like, it's like this, it spreads like this huge thing now. So everyone's like so confused, right? Like, why did this thing sell for this much? But like, you know, it's a mix of like, you know, maybe the guy really wanted it for that much. And, you know, like, who cares? Or like, they're all trying to outdo each other. But I think that's another thing, too. It's like, they're all trying to like, outdo each other. It's like, you know, like, yeah, that, that, that's the auction. But that, that's kind of how it is in the vintage game, even in the true vintage game. It's like, and inspiration is a huge, huge example of that. It's like, you know, who has the oldest pair of Levi's? Who has the, you know, the, the darkest denim of the type one or blah, 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 whatever. Right. And then also on the other
0: side of it, the buyer side, you have those uh, booths that, that like block themselves off and then open up and then Japanese guys and and everybody's in there fucking fighting with elbows out. Everyone (laughs) fucking rushes. You know what I mean? They run that
1: that, all that is, is that, and and that's, that it's all psychology really. And like, even like the auction part, you know, like, you know, that's like a, it's like a, it's like a rush.
0: It's a you know, dopamine know. rush.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's it's like, rush. I mean, is, I like, dude, I have, dude, you don't got to tell me. Like, yeah. come on. I, I have the eBay app, all right? I, I told you the eBay app is built in. I, I was like, like I hooked it up. It's, it's cool. hooked up it's right, right to your dopamine receptor. receptor. getting it right oh, now. Double, it v, right double D in. V stencil. <sighs> yeah.
0: So I want to talk about another subject. Okay. Not that I don't want to keep talking about this stupid $6,000 T-shirt. No, no, no.
1: I just... I, I'm only bring. I, I'm only trying to get my point across because I know that like people are gonna listen to this.
0: Yeah, and, for sure. You know. And uh, just just to to tell you my opinion, I don't think that it was fraud. I spoke to that guy. I think this guy so has a plan. Well, because everyone talks to me about this shit, so I like I knew who it was like the next day. But I spoke to him on DMs because I tried to sell him another shirt, and you know I I just offered him another shirt and he didn't buy it.
1: How much? What's but he all- wanted
0: it. That shirt was out, I was asking, I have the what? Sleeping Beauty Disney shirt, the 80s Sleeping Beauty Disney shirt. You've probably seen it on my Instagram. I was asking 500 bucks, oh, because this shit's fucking super grail hammer. Wow. Rare.
1: fucking fire.
0: Anyway, he's a super nice guy. He's super yeah. genuine with me. We had a big DM conversation. He was about to buy it, but then he, you know, whatever. He didn't like it for some re- reason, it's fine. So. Yeah, because he spent six grand already. (laughs) So maybe that's it. My thing is, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna open a store, do something interesting with it. I don't really know. But anyway, on to the next topic. Okay, go. I, I, you are a a sole proprietor. You have your own business. You're an entrepreneur in the vintage world, and you are you're dad. Yeah, your son. Your son was on the show a second ago. Uh, Your son is cool six he said i guess i just want to kind of talk about like the work-life balance and how like doing what you do benefits your your home life
1: like what i do as like you say,
0: allowing the freedom of of making your own schedule selling vintage also allows you the freedom to like spend a ton of time with your
1: kid right it does i would say like the majority of my time is is f- for him um and that's, because you know i don't want to i don't want to take time away from from him you know his his mind is growing and so i want to be there for that and to you know like be a part of that um and so it's actually kind of harder for me on my business because especially now with the whole like homeschool situation it's a whole different ball game like and so i have to like i have to reevaluate my situation and figure out like ways to pick or you know take time to like take photos of stuff or whatever and so like my business is kind of weird because i don't really sell on ebay i don't have a website right now i you know i'll occasionally sell like on my instagram but like for the most part most of my business was at rose bowl you know because you know i'd have like my you know monthly clients come in and you know people that had like shopped with me before they would come by and, you know, like I said, I'm very personable. So that was, that was my deal. You know, I didn't have, I don't have a storefront. And so, you know, I have my Instagram and then I have the Rose Bowl. And so now I'm, you know, like with the free people thing, it was kind of like a business opportunity. So I took it and, you know, it's it's cool. And, you know, um, I'm just really thankful to all my followers and like people like you that like, you know, that I've known for a while in the same community that. You know, like can you know, feed off of each other and you know, like give each other props, and you know, support I, each I just, other. Huh? Support each other. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's great on that
0: on that, on that regard. You guys, whoever's listening, is better be following this guy after this episode comes out. So
1: go do that now. Yeah, vintage warrior, warrior. So can you tell them what that is? And like every time you see see me at the ball, and so people don't. Like, they know the, 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 the the I don't know who the wrestler a? was. Huh? So you, you, mean say a? How, how? you say I, A? I said, I
0: said Warriors, come out and play Yay! That? Ah?
1: And you gotta say A after that. A. Though.
0: Yeah.
1: A. I'll say so a, like a. I do have a question about that. Like, so do you we I say dude a lot because you know I'm so cowboy. Like is there for Canada. Dude? Is it all of Canada says A? I a? think we all say A uh so does a like mean like like are you listening a is like uh no a is like no i'm talking about like you know what i'm saying yeah yeah
0: um like i'm going to the store a i'm i don't know like it's just a thing we have to think instead of saying like huh it's kind of like you guys say huh Uh -huh. we say a ah
1: i don't really know it makes no sense i'm just trying to understand it that's all
0: because canada isn't that
1: far from from you know where i live and so it's just so different
0: but yeah, but then if you go to the states, you got southern accents, you got,
1: Jersey, know, you got
0: Jersey accent. I'm just. I'm just you got, uh, but we also have the East Coast Canadian
1: accent, which is very. great. know. Strange. And the French, the French people. If yes, we have the French Canadian like accent, and, and yeah, they hate it. So what were we talking about? <laughs> like you. do work work life balance. Basically, I lived, lived in France been- for a little while, and they'd be they would just talk shit. It was so funny. I'd be like, I don't Canadians? know, I know nothing about that. <laughs> Huh? The yeah, French Canadians? Elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, because they like butcher the language, basically.
0: I dated a French Canadian girl for a long time, so I know all about it.
1: So do they say like "we"? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they don't. But, hey, have you ever seen this T on this label? 50-50? Yeah.
0: But I don't. Usually, it's not yellow, is it?
1: That's usually a Champion blue bar.
0: Oh, I've never seen that particular tea on that label. No.
1: Okay. Is that
0: though, is that 50-50? The champion blue bar would be like the late 70s. Is that 50-50 seventies or eighties?
1: Yeah, uh, 70s. That's
0: sick. Dead stock, buddy.
1: Nice. Well, the guy, it is actually dead stock, but the dude that I bought it from put it in his own packaging, so I haven't touched it. <laughs> oh. this is the problem with me. It's like, dude, I have so much stuff. And you have way more shit than I do, because I don't know. You got crazy connects. Well, I got a warehouse
0: here. I'm in my warehouse, my office, man.
1: So there's a lot more space because I got I got to run stores out of here and Frankie out of here and like. It's yeah, awesome. how's your um, Frankie stuff doing? Really good, man. Yeah. that's see, so like for example, like with the creating the trend thing, and so like what you guys do with the cut and sew, like in the Nike pieces, like that's really sick because you you created that market basically. And it may not, you know, no one might not even know about any of that here in the U S and I don't think they do, you know, except for people that follow you and stuff. But, um, well
0: reworking is picking up steam with a lot of people. So it's becoming a little bit more known throughout the world, I think. And people are into it now because obviously for fashion, but you know, being environmentally conscious is becoming more in the forefront. Right. Trendy, yes. Yeah, it's becoming trendy, but it, rightfully so. And hopefully it doesn't just, hopefully yeah. it doesn't fade away like a fucking no. trend. It won't, it won't. Exactly. So yeah, people know, I mean, most of our business is to the States, to be honest. So oh, cool. yeah, we do really well. And we do, we do, um, we do, we do create cool. We create interesting things that we like that we want to see. And then we put it out there and yeah, we have created quite a market for ourselves, not to be confused with fraudulent market. Okay, that's right.
1: <laughs> this is organic.
0: But yeah, no. This no, is organic good.
1: grass-fed vintage. Organic grass-fed beef, <laughs> baby. Uh,
0: my, new, my new IG. <laughs> that's actually a good IG name, dude. Yeah. Organic grass-fed vintage, dude. Someone's probably going to pop up now with that name after they hear this podcast. I want to say, though, you were talking about your kid, giving your time to your kid. I... Uh, that is very admirable, dude. It's rad to hear. I think it's super cool. Not a lot of people do that. You know, I, I try to spend as much time with my kids as I can, but, like, I'm not home every day, all day. You know, I'm at the office. right? And
1: yeah, I mean, you have two, two boys, right? Two boys,
0: yeah. Hudson's in grade three now. And it's tricky nowadays because now we're trying to be, like, no, no computer games during the week for school. I mean, my kids are actually back in physical school oh really yeah because we live in such a small little community where like the classes are small and there's not very many cases at all in canada right now so they opened them in general in general yeah
1: what are we doing wrong here our uh, president is so cool i mean
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway yeah so I try to spend as much time, but it's super rad that you, you put him first and you do it like that, man.
1: Yeah. I mean like, I mean, it's just, it's different. I mean, like, I, I definitely need a space to work from um, and like the time to set, take that space and set the time to work from, you know, and, and it's hard, it's hard being here because my wife, she, she works from home and, you know, she has a, an important job that she deals with. And so, you know, I'm trying to like keep the house stable, and then run the business and then take care of him you know and then and then it's like after all that it's like i'm kind of like the last the last one to take care of and so like i'm trying to find the balance basically um and so i'm constantly trying to figure out ways to uh, just one up everybody you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes That was so perfect delivery, man. Perfect delivery. (laughs) No, but I I hear you, man. That's like, uh, that's, that's tricky. I've I've always told my wife, I'm like, if you want to go, go out and work, I'm ready to, I'm ready to chill with the kids and stay home more. I mean,
1: that would be good for you guys. I mean, you know, what's cool about your situation. And I mean, you can, you're still like the boss. And so you can you know you have a team under you and stuff which is great and i love seeing i dude i've been following you guys forever and like before before like we met in person like i had already like known who you guys were just because i was so inspired by like you know the whole like just the and like this was like when you were like doing like mostly like kind of more streetwear stuff you know yeah. like and nike and like but like really cool shit, you know and so i was always like really, like, really impressed and always like kind of like really inspired by you guys and I've always told my wife like oh yeah like you know oh man like it was funny like this was dude this is a minute ago and I'd be like oh yeah like remember this one company like that I followed like from Canada like uh you know like I met him and and stuff and it was like <laughs> it was like cool I was like stoked you know what I mean yeah we get like, it off pretty quick cool, at man when we first met
0: Huh? We were like we hit it, you and me hit it off pretty quick at the ball when we first met. Oh yeah, it's always good to see you down there, man. So, this must be like a huge life accomplishment for you right now, coming on my podcast, I mean. Eh?
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, I wish it was Thrift Lords uh, podcast, but this this will do. I'm always playing second fiddle to Thrift Lord, dude. Come <laughs> on. Okay, dude. Well, no, cool. I mean, I know. um, I know we've been trying to set this up for a minute, and like probably most of the stuff that we talked about might be kind of random. Yeah, um, which is good. Yeah, which is good. And and anyone anyone that's like listening to this is like, I, thank you, <laughs> because it's it's more or less just like them like uh, hanging out with us, I guess. You know what I mean? Um, but you do be honest. We, we we there's some there's some knowledge bombs in this one, man. You get people are gonna learn a lot.
0: Maybe so? no, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they'll come out dumber. Who knows? Could go yeah, either speaking,
1: way. Speaking of dumber, I have a really good Dumb and Dumber shirt. Oh I yeah. I don't have it visible, but somebody offered me a bunch of money for it, and 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 I said oh, I don't know. I think I'm gonna do a little flea. So like I I might only do it because you know. Are, are those people actually, like, paying for that stuff? Have you um, been on the virtual flea gown? Have you no. been on it? Been? Um, well, I don't know if you heard
0: on that other episode, but I had a flaker on my, my hookups hoodie, uh-huh. on the one big hookups hoodie, and then I gave it to the second-place the second place guy, and he paid, but everybody else that
1: day paid. Oh, cool. So my virtual flea was, like... Did the you sell the, what, the one that I sold you for, like, cheap? Which one did you sell me? I don't remember. I sold you the Katana, like, green... No dude, I have that one. That one's sick. And mad people want that one. How much, did, how much did I buy oh, it for? I was waiting to just I mean, I don't care, but I was just curious. Like, yeah. I was like thinking like this fucker talked me down from like 60 to like 40 bucks or some shit on like a fucking OG, like early hookups, rare T. You know what I really What's want time, though? I want dude, the hookup dude. shoes. Yeah, so, you know what?
0: they used to be on ebay in the box and they weren't even that bad oh i mean they were like 300 bucks then so it was a lot then but now i bet you could sell it for whatever and i should have bought them because they're super hard to find now somebody had like five pairs in
1: the box there's some really cool instagrams that i follow that like um post like og skate shoes in like really good condition like 90s pairs like yeah there's a few
0: collectors that have
1: crazy pages eh? it's really good i don't really have a lot of shoes i have a few pairs but uh, Old, older stuff? Are you getting hit up on Instagram? What'd you saw? What'd you get? What do you got? No, nothing. Any notifications? Bunch
0: bullshit. Probably <laughs> kids asking me for like some value of some shitty T-shirt that's worth nothing.
1: Well, I wanted to do this earlier, but let's see.
0: Not to discourage you guys from asking me prices.
1: Are you taking a picture of me? No, video. What's up? What's up?
0: We're already on a video, dude. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> You're gonna like that one. I'm tagging you right now. Okay. Instagram, follow Drew Heifetz. Nice. and Jesse Heifetz and F and Frank. That's they right. don't fuck around.
0: Um we're think? gonna we're gonna we're gonna call it a day here. Keith. Because... Let's do this
1: again a different time.
0: Let's do this again for sure. Hopefully in person we can sit around and uh talk shit in the hotel or I might come down to Cali. Uh-huh. In October or November, and get a place in Malibu for like a month. For what? Just to hang out and surf. Well, that's the main reason, but also to go buying. I want to go buying. Where?
1: Oh, my Frankie
0: buying is a lot easier than what most people. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Doing all the dealers and buy stuff to rework, you know. Yeah. So I'm planning on that. But if I do that, you come into the come into the crib. We'll wear masks. We'll be chill. We'll hang out.
1: That's cool. I'll wear my Aladdin thong too. Okay, sweet, dude. Where
0: you're allowing fun, we can sit on the magic carpet. well <laughs> back. And have
1: the podcast on the magic carpet. Well, you, might, you might see my magic carpet through the microphone. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. TMI. TMI. It, it, it went weird. It had to at some point. Let's have
0: some shout outs,
1: Keith. Shout outs? What do you want to thank? Uh, I just want to thank everybody uh, for following me. I want to thank you guys for being cool. Um, You and your brother Jesse are fucking badass dudes and keep it real. Get it. Um, I want to thank Thrift Lord (laughs) because he's inspired me to be a, you know, like a better person. But um, give us your, give us your top three. The last,
0: the last thing on the show, give us your top three dealers in LA people that you're um, your British. friends or possibly just people you think are, are doing cool shit you're good friends with orange pancake
1: well, Yeah, but she's already like She's well established.
0: Oh, yeah, Jamie is
1: a badass. I love her not Jamie. She's cool. She she lives literally one street away from me, which is cool Oh, that's um sick. You know between here in New York, but uh, yeah, Jamie orange pancakes <laughs> from raggedy threads in LA She's uh she's really cool. She actually gave me like her, her racks from Rose Bowl when she started like 20 years ago, like the old school swap me racks, like the ones you guys use. Dude. So they have like, they had like energy in them. They already had. Oh, the- yeah, dude. Yeah. She's, awesome. she's great. She's uh she's actually helped me quite a bit. So big shout out to her. Um, I do want to shout out Peefer cause Peefer is the homie. Um, there's so many people um all like the locals all the people like out of state that are great people all over the world that follow me that are you know that I get in touch with um but in LA there's a there's a homie his name's Seku. uh his company is called Niche Garment Co and um he does like you know kind of like more of the true vintage stuff um so check him out okay dope okay we're gonna end it there buddy thank you for coming on next time I'll make notes okay that was a
0: fun chat all right make notes thank you for tuning in to another episode of vintage and stuff with your host drew heifetz i just recently recorded an episode with my dad dave he's back in the house we're hanging out couldn't see each other through covid that was weird but we're back recording and it's a weird episode because we kind of do this like therapy group therapy thing you know trying to work out some some father-son issues we got going on so anyway that's the next to drop I've lined up some great more get some more great guests. I can't really talk tonight. I've lined up some more great guests for the show coming up soon. Super pumped on that. I've been officially four weeks no booze. You know what that means productivity levels going up more podcasts for you guys to tune into because I get super hyper focused when I'm not drinking and I get ADD and I get I get a tunnel vision on what I want to do when I want to pump out some goddamn podcasts, okay? Again, vintage and stuff code, VTG and stuff code for effersandfrankvintage.com. Go shop now, throw the thumbs up, share this video, subscribe to the channel. Go check out my Patreon, link down below. Love you all and appreciate you so much. See you on the next one.